Honestly, I'm having a hard time believing that it was three years ago today that I sat down in front of this microphone for the very first time to produce Truth to Ponder. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday, August 31st edition of Truth to Ponder. It was three years ago today, it was a Monday, August 31st, that we aired the first edition of this radio program. And back then, I had no idea of how how long this program may last. There were two major topics of interest in the United States, and even some topics gaining a lot of traction around the world. And my thought during the summer of 2020, I thought about doing maybe just a a video commentary two or three times a week and just continue with my weekend only radio program called Your Weekend Show. But as the days of the summer continued, I became more convinced I needed to do a daily radio program at least for a while. After all, we were in the midst of a pandemic in 2020, riots that made no sense, a presidential election. And my heart was telling me, don't believe everything you're being told and don't become complacent when it comes to the election. We've covered a lot of ground in three years. And on today's program, we're going to look back a little bit over these past three years. But most important, I want to look forward for the years yet to come. My prayer, if God grants me the ability and the time and the means, this program will continue on shortwave. It will grow as a podcast and I will prayerfully look for other avenues for this program to be broadcast. Whether that be conventional AMFM radio, additional shortwave stations, maybe even more podcast platforms, maybe additional website distribution. But as I've promised you many, many times, there will never be a paywall here. When you come to listen to this program on the radio or as a podcast, it will never be hidden from you because you couldn't afford to pay. I've never worked that way. I've never even really wanted this to be a commercial radio program. And even more so today, I'm convinced that is where I do not need to go. I do not need promo codes, special discounts, or a warehouse full of stuff. For three years, we have survived because of you. And this is how it sounded three years ago today. For a number of weeks, I've been anticipating the beginning of this brand new radio program called Truth to Ponder. I wonder how this program will proceed over the days and the weeks ahead. I felt such an urgency to do this program on 
regular basis, Monday through Friday. I've been hosting a weekend show now for five and a half years. I've often told my wife how difficult with the things that I've got going on it is just to do a, a weekend radio show. And now here we are with a brand new radio program. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. One of the reasons I decided to do this program and give it a try is to establish a few things. Number one, this program is predominantly going to be a radio program heard on international shortwave. While it also will be as a podcast for those that are unable to hear it on shortwave, I believe the primary vehicle for this program needs to be on shortwave, and here's why. The tech tyrants of today control too much of the narrative. If you have an opinion on a platform like Twitter or Facebook that goes against what they call a hard-to-define community standard, meaning we don't agree with your politics, Whatever you put there magically disappears or others just never can find it or you are simply put in Facebook jail or kicked off Twitter. People of faith, not hateful people at all, though they are often called hateful, but they're not. The tech tyrants with their billions of dollars can buy a Washington politician. The tech tyrants with their billions of dollars can hire an army of lawyers. The tech tyrants with their billions of dollars can run you over and kick you to the curb if you don't follow the narrative that they are they're pushing today. If you come from a Judeo-Christian background and you look at the world with a Christian worldview, you might be considered dangerous or ill-informed or not woke. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And so it began three years ago. Think of the topics we were talking about three years ago. The pandemic, the election, corruption, change of election laws, the beginnings of noisy transgenderism, the term wokeness coming into prominence, and some pretty strange things happening in the background. And during these three years, we have chronicled this world, not just the United States, We have followed stories in Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, pretty much all of Europe, occasionally the continent of Africa, China, Russia, Eastern Europe. The topics that you and I hear about and see almost every day. And for three years, the purpose of this program has been very simple, to give you a perspective on the news. I I don't need to be your newsman. That's quite an undertaking to be able to get all the news 
like a news agency. I, I'm just one person right now. I can't, I can't do that. But I can look at the stories that are out there, do additional research, and try to help you understand that story from a different backdrop. The old saying, everything old is new again. We did a, a radio program not that many weeks ago with that very title. Everything old is new again. And for the past year, we've talked a lot about recycled paganism. We see it everywhere. In government, in our public schools, in the way they respond to the virus, human sexuality. It's all ancient recycled paganism. Two months ago, if somebody had told you they were going to bring back mask mandates, a lot of people would have looked at you and said, nah, we were told that the pandemic is officially over. The World Health Organization today declared an end to the COVID-19 global health emergency. The UN agency has lifted its highest alert level, which was in place for more than three years. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing. And I think this is a perfect example of it. So if you hadn't noticed, and I'm sure most of you have noticed that listen to this program, it started a few weeks ago, quietly, not very loudly, but just slowly, carefully dropping a few hints about COVID cases and the new rapidly spreading variant, this variant I call... new scary variant that they put out there i think we're like variant what 8 10 30 i have no i've lost count this particular eris variant ba dot something or rather i call it the bs variant also known as the election con variant because, see, this begins a wave of variants to run into 2024, just like they did in 2020. But they're getting a little bit of a head start. And they have tried to push variant after variant to keep the fear alive. Never let it totally fade away. Always keep it near the surface, always ready to, to bring back in a moment's notice. Remember in 20, was it 2022 or was it 2021? I can't even remember anymore. They changed so quickly. But I believe it was 2022. All the breathless news anchors were talking about this super contagious variant 
known as Omicron. 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 How many remember that particular variant? And what did we tell you back then? What we had learned from people that have earned respect by telling the truth, that don't play politics, that don't have medical science subjected to political science and total nonsense. That coronaviruses, as they go through time, become more infectious, but their symptoms continue to get milder and milder and milder. And that is especially true, as we shared with you, with the unvaccinated. Now, for some in the audience over the past couple of years, as we've made that claim, They have challenged that claim. How many times have I heard from people that said, Bob, you need to take the vaccine so you don't get COVID because, you know, you're in your 60s and you might die if you get COVID. Yet the only people that I personally know that died from supposedly COVID were in their 80s and had many, many other health issues. Yet there are three people in my personal orbit that I am convinced beyond the shadow of a doubt died because they took the vaccine. Ages from 35 to 64. That's just my assessment. We shared a lot of information on this program. And when it came to talking about all things COVID, I can look back and I'm not trying to brag on myself here. Please don't take it that way. But we worked hard. I spent a lot of time reading and asking questions to make statements on this program that I felt confident I could make without having to retract them. We talked about this virus having all the earmarks of gain of function according to those that understand gain of function. We have tied together the dots of all the people involved with coronaviruses The laboratories that played with it, including University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, Dr. Ralph Barrick, also the EcoHealth Alliance, and the megabucks they got from Anthony Fauci to do research, research that appears to have been done at one time or another, either in North Carolina, Toronto, Canada, the Ukraine, and China. That's what we know that's been slowly unearthed. The old saying, follow the money. There's still some questions that I have about the origins of this particular virus. 
No doubt in my mind about it. And there should be no doubt in your mind that we're not being told the truth. Truth became a hard-to-find commodity during the entire pandemic. I've shared this story before, and I'll share it again here on this third anniversary. This is one of the experiences in my life that pushed me into doing this particular radio program. If you and I were to go back to 2019, what were you doing in 2019? Let's say around October, November, December. I know my wife and I were spending some time at our home in the mountains, at our little place in Georgia. And when it became Christmas time, we headed back to the home and family in Florida. And my plans for 2020 were very simple. I was doing just the once a week radio program, doing some part-time, very part-time engineering work for a shortwave station and planning to do a tremendous amount of church work and church planning and church growth within my church body. In fact, right before Christmas and after, when we got to Florida, we were making plans for a meeting of clergy and other individuals to be held in St. Augustine, Florida, to chart a path. That meeting never happened. It was supposed to happen in February And many coming in from the Northeast could not make it because of snow. So it was rescheduled, well, for the end of March. Well, everybody knows the story. What happened then? Everything got shut down. We had 15 days to flatten the curve. That meeting got canceled. But also in February, right after we had canceled our meeting, I had started getting phone calls from a man that I worked with for many years in emergency management, wondering if I would consider coming out of retirement for an unspecified amount of time because of something that was happening that could become a major health event that would require strategic planning of emergency management. So, once again, we had heard little stories around Christmas time of some kind of flu or flu type illness in over in Asia and maybe in parts of parts of Europe, but it didn't really make a lot of sense to anybody in the United States. It's also our normal flu season. So many people just simply didn't pay a whole lot of attention. When I agreed to do the work. I started getting some inside information for emergency managers talking about this could explode into a pandemic worldwide, not just in a nation or a continent, but worldwide. And preliminary numbers and analysis were coming in that were absolutely frightening. 
And I can remember making that trip, getting in my car and driving. Took me quite a while to get from Florida to our place in Georgia. And from there, I had computer equipment that we had that I used in microphones and everything I would need to do public information and documentation and things that I use for planning. Spent a couple of days getting things loaded up, then headed up on a weekend to where I'd be staying for the next several months. A large hotel with like nobody in it, no desk clerks, no nothing. We had access and they would drop off laundry by our door about every three days. We were kind of on our own. In those early days, as you and I can both remember, there was some scary stuff out there about the huge number of people that were going to die. How many people, if they simply got this, would die? And if you were older, like over 60, if you were obese, if you had ever had lung issues, breathing issues, asthma, had you been a smoker, any of that, it was doom and gloom for you. We set up in the county in which I served. We started preparing for thousands of deaths to occur by that summer. Not within a year or two or three, but by that summer. Spent a lot of time and effort. And I know many of you know the story. Those waves of dying people never occurred. New York City. The two major boats that were sent out, these Mercy Hospital ships, they went to New York Harbor, never needed. They set up the Jacob Javits Center to be an overflow for COVID people, never needed. They kept building all this infrastructure. The numbers never added up. Oh, we saw the news stories about bodies stacking up at funeral homes. Well, that you want to know why? They weren't allowing any funerals or burials. So what are you going to do with them? We were told that hospitals were overwhelmed. And then people would go to these hospitals. The parking lots are empty. There's like nobody there. And on social media, you're seeing a bunch of clowns, these dancing nurses dancing doctors and ER people with their little stupid face diapers on. They had nothing else better to do than do dance routines on YouTube and Twitter at the time. Yet all that time we're being told by the lying intellectually, journalistically, morally, spiritually, in every which way you can imagine bankrupt news media the devastation of COVID-19. We were told things like hydroxychloroquine, that was quackery medicine, ivermectin, even worse, it's horse paste. You remember all that? By the way, the lousy, disgusting CDC and the FDA and others put out these advertisements, don't do it, don't take horse paste. You know, a few weeks ago, they quietly said, oh, yeah, ivermectin is, is, is fine for COVID. 
But they lied to you in 2020, and they lied to you in 2021, and they lied to you in 2022, and you expect them to be honest now? Well, they had to be. But as they ramp up this next pandemic, I don't trust a word out of their stinking mouth because they are known liars. That's all they do is lie. For political purposes. To control you, to put fear in you, and to demand compliance out of you. And here we are again on the doorstep of pandemic part two. I call this the SARS-CoV-2 election con variant. That's what it is, a con. Oh, yeah, we have cases. We also have summer colds and fall colds coming out this time of the year. So everybody with the sniffles, and I know people that, five, six years ago, had they experienced what they're experiencing now, would be posting something like, man, I just came down with a lousy cold. I feel terrible. I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Now they're all saying it's COVID-19. And speaking of which, what else do we learn during 2020, 2021, and 2022? You learned a term called cycle threshold or CT for the PCR test. Any cycle threshold over 24 can give you garbage information and a super high probability of a false positive. Know a lot of people, a lot of people that tested positive, but they were a you know asymptomatic or something along that line. But only some people got sick, and some people it was the craziest thing, wasn't it? And without vaccination, we could never get to herd immunity. We went through the election of twenty twenty with changes illegally done in election law, ballot stuffing, drop boxes, mail-in ballots to people that had never voted, and on and on the sham went. And so when I say stolen election, I truly believe it to this day. I have no doubt in my mind there were shenanigans being done during the election of 2020. To tell me, and I said this the other day, like in Georgia, how dare Governor Fool Kemp, the rhino, and his little buddy, the Secretary of State, can say, it was the most secure election ever, so it, stop it. Stop, make, stop challenging it. Yet they changed all those same rules for 2022. I wonder why. And remember, they had changed the rules for 2020 in an agreement with Stacey Abrams, who had run in 2018 against Kemp in Georgia. And then after the 2020 election, they got got changed back just in time for Kemp's re-election. That ought to speak volumes to you. Because, see... See, Brad and and Brian, if the election in Georgia was really the most secure in the history of the world, then why did you have to change anything? 
I mean, you don't keep fixing something if it's not broken. But they certainly fixed a lot to guarantee re-election. I've got other stories I want to share on this program and a lot of thoughts. And I'm going to get to those in a little bit and kind of just wrap all this up, where we came from and how we got started. But I want to take just this moment now to thank all of you, especially those that have listened close to three years now. I know there's some people that have been with this program literally from day one when we aired on WRMI. We started airing for quite a while on KVOH. And sadly, because of the economic downturn, the cost of electricity in California, they were no longer able to continue operation, which was just heartbreaking. But I still believe in using shortwave, as as many of you know. There are a lot of people that I know that have been on shortwave, might come back to shortwave, but never stuck with shortwave. They use it to gain new audience to send to their podcast and they pull the plug again. I'm not going to do that. I believe this program started on shortwave. It'll continue on shortwave for as long as we humanly possibly can do it. As long as there's a station that can air it, we will continue to be on shortwave. Even so, I would like to see the podcast continue to grow. It's on a number of platforms, and it's heard worldwide. On everything from Google to Amazon to uh, iTunes, doesn't matter. It's everywhere. And it's also on a Christian podcast site as well. That's my primary site. Yet I think the bulk of the audience now is not even from the, the primary site. So while we have the opportunity to be out there before the tech tyrants and new censorship starts coming back into play, and it will, oh, trust me, it will. We have a little window. I want to use it. I don't want to let this opportunity go to waste. Now, many of you have supported this radio program faithfully for three or two, or one year. Some of you are fairly new listeners, and I appreciate that, both in podcast and on the air. A number of you have been faithful supporters. A number of you I know have gone through financial difficulties, and it's it's almost impossible to support us for you these days. And I empathize completely. My wife and I live very much like you do. We are not wealthy, but we appreciate everything you do for us. So before we go to this break, and I've got some, you're going to love the return on this program today. It's going to be very different. So you don't want to miss it. If you've never supported us before, today would be a good time on our third birthday. You can go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. A number of you are using Give, Send, Go. It is a link that says support on the website. It is a Christian organization. Use it with confidence. 
or you can make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319, that's 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The six billion year mistake coming up. Shalom Aleichem, this is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get in a moment. A major, major newspaper once had an article there where scientists revised their calculations. They they said they 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 were they had six billion years off. They were they were wrong by six billion years, and that was it. They went right along. Now now six billion years, a mistake of six billion years. Shouldn't there at least have been like a D minus given to them? I mean, or or put into remedial class, or or been left back. But no, and your people trust in them. them. And of course, they're coming up with a new time now. But why should we trust in those who start out by being six billion years wrong? I mean, how many tens of thousands of children have flunked history class from being off by just a hundred years? But six billion? What does it say? Well, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will trust in the Lord. Some trust in scientists, we will trust in the Lord. Science has a place, but it can't answer the ultimate question. Like, why do we exist? So don't panic. Don't get bent out of shape. Don't put all your trust in that. Put your trust in God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of man. And that's what it's about. Go by his word. Go by them because they're going to remain forever. Trust in his word. Live by his word. Act on his word. Because there's much you can't depend on in this world. But there's only one you can depend on always. The Lord. He'll never be six billion years wrong. But he'll always be eternally right, perfect, up to date, and right on time. Want more? Ask for Standing Tall on CD. Now, how'd you like to be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive? Well, how about just move mountains? You can with Sapphires, the super spiritual supplement for a super spiritual walk and life in the Lord. Plus the incredible Mystery of the Temple doors on CD, all free. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. So, to get your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me now in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. God will bless those who bless the Jewish people and the Great Commission. That's what it's all about. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111. That's in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, the zip 07644. It's a Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111. It's in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend. In Messiah, Sar Shalom the Prince of Peace. Ha 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 happy anniversary. Ha 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 happy anniversary. Let me start this over again. This is Truth to Ponder 
with Bob Bierman. I'm getting so intimidated by being here. <laughs> and always one mood, like a silent drum tapping on every rooftop and every window of one country, county, county. And I think the first part of this issue that should be articulated is AI is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. Stupid is, stupid does, sir. Now, when you see people and look at the films in China and South Korea, whatever, everybody's wearing a mask. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Uh, right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Say what? You know, it, it, it likely does, because, I mean, this is a physical covering to prevent uh, uh, droplets and virus to get in. So if you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense that it likely would be more effective. And that's the reason why you see people either double masking or doing a version of an N95. There is a clear message that is coming through. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The CDC is saying they have concluded that fully vaccinated people are at a very, very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. Now to the latest on the pandemic. Rochelle Walensky, director of the CDC, has tested positive for COVID. COVID-19! We're lost in this masquerade. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our third anniversary edition of Truth to Ponder. Three years ago today is when it all began. And I pray, God willing, we'll be here next year and the year after. And as long as God sustains this program, we will be here. Now, while we're thinking about the masquerade that's about to ensue all over again, if you don't think it's not coming back, in many, many areas. Now, I know in Florida, they've already said, we're we're refusing to participate. But already there are stories, and I shared some of this a few days ago. Some of you may have missed it. About a week ago, Morris Brown College in Atlanta announced that they're, they're going back to temporary masking and social distancing. You're going to see it happen at, oh, Kaiser... Permanente and and then in New York, some upstate New York hospitals are doing mandatory masking because of an uptick in COVID positive. Now, a lot of people are going to push back. It's going to be interesting to see how many people will push back or how many are going to cave. And my fear is that we're going to get back to a masquerade again. And a lot of people just trying to get along with one another, not wanting to make a wave, will comply. They'll put the mask on. They'll look down at the floor like slaves, forced into compliance with a shaming mask as they stay six feet apart, going one way down a grocery aisle again. And they're getting an early start. 
The media needs plenty of time to play propaganda on the American people and people globally. They went as far as they could and knew they had to give us a rest or people were going to get really tired of it and really push back. They're betting on the fact that people are forgetful. I mean, a lot of people are acting like it never happened three years ago. It never occurred three and a half years ago that we shut down businesses. We shut down schools. We had Zoom learning and all kind of ridiculous stuff that doesn't work. And then we started wearing these silly face diapers, which we know study after study after study after study confirm do nothing in the presence of a virus, period. But let the big fat lies begin. Let the media jump on board with their breathless, we're going to die headlines if we don't suddenly comply. Then I'm reading stories. The Biden administration, you know, the bankrupt Biden administration, the satanically inspired, possessed, yes, satanically inspired and possessed. Look at the freak show that is his staff. And look at the reprobates in charge of the levers of government, including justice. We have lawbreakers running the Justice Department. We have people whose hearts are evil running the most powerful parts of our government. They've welded open the southern border gates so anybody can cross where the wall was built. They want the invasion. And they want you COVID compliant. And they want to make sure they never lose power again. And so they will pull every stop out to cheat every stop out to bring fear and bring back good old COVID-19, which first came on the scene about almost four years ago. Yeah, in 2024, we'll be going into our fifth year of celebrating COVID. The pandemic that keeps on giving and keeps on giving anytime it's needed for at least politicians. Now, these are kind of related stories, and I want you to follow with me as we leave one topic for another. It does start with the pandemic. There was a church during the pandemic that experienced, shall we say, extreme surveillance and overreach, which is unconstitutional. There was a church and a very zealous county health department that were at odds with each other. There was a church that that experienced $2 million in fines. It's a large church. And they were subjected to a multi-faceted surveillance program of the church and using geolocating and tracking cell phones were tracking the parishioners of that church without a warrant, without any authority. This is the kind of stuff that's done in Nazi Germany. They had the technology, the kind of stuff in the Soviet Union, communist China, North Korea. Yeah, that's where I expect this banana republic nonsense. 
but they were tracking everybody. It was a full-blown spy operation on any Christian who dared to attend a church in California because everybody knows that the church is the most dangerous place and it is the breeding ground for COVID-19. But strip clubs where women get naked in front of men and liquor stores which are essential businesses do not spread the virus. See, that's permitted in California. Now, I want to share with you a commentary that I ran across. Not going to read the entire thing, but I'm going to give you some highlights and some personal observations. Now, we all know the lockdowns that were done, the shutting down of businesses and schools had a massive toll and did nothing really to stop the spread of any kind of a virus. It was all theater, all garbage, all foolishness. And as I mentioned, churches were routinely singled out, worse than others. Up in Canada, Pastor Arthur, you know, Pulowski is still facing legal retribution in the communist country of Canada run by a man-child idiot. Reprobate, just a real heathenistic, demonically possessed individual to do the things that little Justin Trudeau does. Now, may not seem like a big thing. The share of United States adults who say they typically attend a religious service at least once a month, not twice a month, not once a week, just once a month, is down to 30%. Now, it used to be about 33 to 35%. One in five Americans say they now attend in person less often than they did before the pandemic. A lot of churches hurt terribly. Some churches never came back. And, and once people got used to not going, they had an excuse which tells me their faith was not that strong to begin with. Their faith was insufficient. Their faith was probably not real. It was just a cultural thing. People that are true believers don't fear a virus. Did you hear me? People that are true believers do not fear a virus. People stop going to church people, many of them never came back. And I'll tell you something else that I noticed. And I noticed this from observation. People that stayed away from church for a year or two when they came back, their attendance is much less faithful than it used to be. They got into the habit where they don't have to go every Sunday. So any excuse that comes along like, oh, it's raining, Heard a guy say, takes 90 gallons to baptize a Baptist and only nine raindrops to keep him away on a Sunday, but not from work on Monday. There are clergy that stood in in opposition, you know, back in 2020. How many churches opened up for Easter? A lot of them did not, but a few did. You want to know something? Looking back now, to those churches over three years ago that stood firm and opened. They did better not only with COVID, 
but in maintaining their churches. Many churches started at Easter saying, okay, we've played along enough. It's okay to be reasonable, but now we're beginning to see there's a lot of lies in this. You're not telling us the whole truth. So why are you shutting us down? What is the real reason? The real reason was political, control, submission, and stealing an election and breaking down the church. Every opportunity the extreme left in this nation gets to break down a church, they're going to do it. People with faith. Let me tell you something. Jesus ate with lepers, and Tony Fauci told us to wear face masks, keep six feet apart, and walk one way in a grocery aisle. And he banned therapeutics that worked, and I believe murdered. I use the term murder. That's the taking of innocent life. Untold thousands by the protocols that he pushed and endorsed. Using toxic pharmaceuticals, unnecessary dangerous ventilators that don't work for this particular disease, except to kill. And a lot of older people were slaughtered in the name of a re-election. I know that's strong words, but it's true. And the thing is, the extreme left looks at people like you and I with suspect. They hate the gospel. They hate faith. They hate religion. They hate tradition. Now, the governor and the mayor of New York City, the governor of New York and the mayor, blamed COVID on faithful Jewish people attending traditional services, faithful Christians that went back as they said they should never have gone back. Funny, among groups like the Mennonites and the Amish and others that just chose not to participate, their outcomes were far better than those that followed the protocols of Fraud Fauci and company. I am, you got to make a decision today, friend, today. And we'll get into this more next week. When they try to bring it back again, and they're going to ease it in with rising infection numbers, scary numbers. You know, statistics don't lie, but you can certainly lie with statistics. We know that as a, for a fact. They're going to bring this thing back just in time for the 2024 election to impact primaries, the way primaries are conducted. I mean, the last thing Democrats want is to have any traction given to those opposing Herr Biden. Even though there's a part of me that wonders if Biden will decide at the last minute not to run. I mean, the impeachment, yeah, go ahead and do it if you want the investigation. It's not going to get you anywhere. He's still going to be in office. He's still going to be running. It's not going to make any difference. One of these phony impeachment things. I mean, unless you've got two-thirds of the Senate, don't waste your time. You're not going to remove Biden. 
It's not going to happen. Not with a Democrat majority in the Senate. Biden stays. But Biden could decide to leave. And that makes it an open field, which may be, I think, a strong possibility. But I want to share a little audio clip today, and we'll be getting into this topic even more next week. A lot of topics to discuss. There is a systematic destruction of all the pillars that make the United States a very special nation. There are forces that are trying to destroy it. They're trying to destroy Canada, the entire Western way of living, solar panels, electric cars, 15-minute cities. And the destruction of humankind as we know it. One of the most evil people that I know on the face of the planet has the ear of the World Economic Forum. And the things that he says are what the extreme left is pushing towards each and every day. Listen. Listen to Yuval Noah Harari. We are probably one of the last generations of homo sapiens. Because in the coming generations, we will learn how to engineer bodies and brains and minds. Now, how exactly will the future masters of the planet look like? This will be decided by the people who own the data. Now, why is data so important? It's important because we've reached the point when we can hack not just computers, we can hack human beings and other organisms. Now, what do you need in order to hack a human being? You need two things. You need a lot of computing power and you need a lot of data especially biometric data. But control of data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. Now, this is the real evil we're facing today. COVID, while important, is a distraction. It forces people into compliance and it forces people to not fight. Transgenderism wears us down. All of these are designed to destroy us from within, to break us down, so we don't even understand what's happening next. Yuval Noah Harari to me is one of the most dangerous individuals on the face of the planet because he has the ears of those with the levers of power who agree with him, who spotlight him, who literally worship this evil man and take everything that he has to say as the humanistic gospel. Satan has always revealed his plan through his prophets and his agents. I believe that Yuval Noah Harari is nothing more than a manifestation of the spirit of Antichrist on this earth today. If you don't believe it, listen to what this Satanist really is warning you is coming down the road 
and coming soon. All of life for four billion years, dinosaurs, amoebas, tomatoes, humans, all of life was subject to the laws of natural selection and to the laws of organic biochemistry. But this is now about to change. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some god above the clouds, but our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds. The IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. And at the same time, science may enable life after being confined to, for four billion years to the limited realm of organic compounds, science may enab enable life to break out into the inorganic realm. As I've said many times, the Bible teaches we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. We are in a fight with the legions of hell. And these legions of hell have worked their way into our institutions, and dare I say, even many churches that have gone apostate, have abandoned the true gospel of Jesus Christ and substituted a damnable, heretical, satanically inspired message. Our governments have been co-opted into worshiping the earth, into recycled paganism and pushing it down our throats and demanding we comply or be punished. This is why I've been doing this radio program for three years. And today we celebrate that third anniversary. Tomorrow begins year number four. We'll close out the week with a message of hope. And next week we begin a new chapter. Many of the same stories, I'm sure. But we need to find a new way to connect us, a new way to encourage us, a new way to educate us, and a new way to keep us connected when they try to disconnect us again. And that disconnect, they're going to attempt it soon. This is why I've been praying for your support for three solid years. If you would, would you consider helping us today? Go to the website, truththenumber2ponder.com. You can support us from there or make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. That's Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. We start year four of Truth to Ponder tomorrow. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.